in this morning's collect, there is a haunting phrase. And because the frailty of man without thee cannot but fall. Now, sin typically begins with the individual. We as unique, discreet persons commit sin. We miss the mark. But considering the communal nature of this petition, this collect, there is a sense here that to fall into sin individually is ostensibly to betray the community of faith. In other words, what we do as individuals, how obedient or disobedient we are to the commands of God, and with what zeal we individually pursue the growth of the kingdom of God, defines the character of the church, both here locally in this parish and more broadly as a diocese, a province, and Christendom as a whole. Just as the totality of the ocean is comprised of a multitude of drops of water, the church is comprised of individuals. We are not only temples of God individually, but we are stones that constitute the one holy Catholic and apostolic temple of God, the church. For better or for worse, the character of the church as a whole, therefore, is a composite of the character of the individuals in the church. Likewise, our joys are shared with all, of our, all the brotherhood, and so are our sorrows. It is also sobering that our sins and our failures, therefore, impact the entire body. We are members of each other. Your choices will necessarily encourage or discourage the body. And this is poignantly amplified in a small parish. So what does it mean to be in community? Is this not to adopt common beliefs and practices and attitudes and actions? We are of the same community because we are united in the manner of how we work out life. For us, the rule of life is found by submitting unto the rule of God. In fact, this marks out all communities, all members of the community submit to a common rule, a common authority, as it were. The real question then becomes, to whom shall I submit? Who is the authority that I am willing to trust? Of course, we moderns have largely given up on the notion of community at all. We make a pretense of casting off all authorities. We trust no one. We make our individual selves to be our only authority. Understand, however, that this results in isolation. If you will not stand with others in common, you will stand alone. The exaltation of the self cuts one off from God and leads to the objectification of others. It isolates. On the other hand, the Christian bond of love given us first by Jesus and then given through us to our brothers and sisters in Christ and then to the world is the only foundation in which a true community can be forged. Only in Christ can one know true love. Only in Christ can we know true brotherhood, for our bond, the glue that holds the church together, is Christ's love. This is made possible because Jesus Christ is the only valid authority worthy of our submission, and in submission to him, we can lovingly lovingly submit to each other. In the lessons today, we see these relational dynamics play out. In the epistle to the Galatians, St. Paul asks this group of believers, to whom will they submit? 
Within their ranks, a group known as the Judaizers, outwardly believers, were forwarding the notion that true Christians have not only to believe in Jesus by being incorporated into the church through baptism, but also they had to be circumcised. Notice that the apostle condemns these deceivers because they desire to glory in the fact that they have convinced others to follow their precepts instead of the precepts of Christ, which had been preached by St. Paul. See the dynamics here. First, there is division because the common life of love in Christ has been upset. The rule of the Christian faith previously preached by St. Paul has been abandoned. In its place, evidently, some of the congregation had received circumcision so that the body was now divided into the true believers and the less-than-true believers. These deceptive men who were preaching circumcision, circumcision as a requirement were using the other believers to affirm themselves, to exalt themselves as the true believers. By their goal, but their goal was not God. Their goal was political power within the body of, the, of Christ, the church. They had subtly claimed the authority to define the community themselves, and the church suffered for their arrogance. St. Paul confronted the Galatian believers with the fact that they had turned from the rule defined by God and instead chose to follow those who exalt themselves and who appeal to their own sense of pride and self-worth. No, it is Christ alone that sets the standard for the righteousness of his followers. And the desire to please him alone must take the preeminent place in our thoughts and be the single motivation of our actions. Certainly, there are spiritual disciplines that we should adopt for our soul's health so that we may maintain our single-minded focus on Christ. But understand that these do not earn us points with God. These are not ranks of spirituality to exalt us above our brothers and sisters, which things actually turn our focus away from Jesus and toward ourselves. Rather, our goal is that in everything we would love Jesus above all and therefore view every task, whether great or menial, whether designing rocket engines or washing the dishes, as service to Jesus and therefore love of Jesus. If we look at our gospel today, it begins with, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Yet this is the game that we all try to play. Sure, we want Jesus, but we also want to do the things that we want to do. We think that we can serve Jesus and ourselves at the same time. We think that we can serve two masters, but we can't. To hold back, to keep something for ourselves, some area of our life away from Jesus and his lordship is not to serve Jesus as he requires and is not to love Jesus as he deserves. Why don't we commit fully? Well, the gospel lesson gets right to the issue we're afraid. We don't trust Jesus enough. We don't think he will actually take care of us. Oh, maybe he will provide food, but it won't be very good. You know, maybe beans and rice, leftovers. 
And certainly he doesn't want us to have fun. To be honest, we really think that there is, uh, that there is, uh, to be honest, we don't really think that there is joy to be found in following Jesus. St. Matthew's gospel doesn't say that he dresses the field in pauper's rags, but that he adorns his creation with the glorious beauty of the wildflowers, vibrant colors that are more real than we could ever imagine on our own. And in Christ Jesus, there is neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, only a new creation that he will adorn in glory. God will bless us if we will only trust him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So to what extent are we, as the church here in Chester, California, St. Andrew's Church and Academy, trusting God? There has been some sorrow lately, no doubt. But the question is, will we trust God more and more going forward, or will we pull back in fear? I do not think that now is the time to pull back. Of course, I suppose I never think that it's the time to pull back. No, now is the time to jump deeper in, to serve our master with even even more devotion and zeal. So continue to speak the truth in love into this community. Fight to live in the joy of Christ. Pray the offices. Pray your personal devotions. View your life's journey with the eyes of of faith, seeing these struggles as God's blessing in your life. Encourage each other through your faithful participation in this body. Embrace the grace that is our experience in the world. Don't be tepid in your service of God, but rather seek his kingdom with all the vigor you have. Hold nothing back, and then watch as God dresses you in glory, as he blesses you with joy. And now let us celebrate, prepare to celebrate the sacrament of our oneness. We are one with each other because we are one in Christ. May we encourage each other as he encourages us. May we dwell in him as he dwells in us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.